Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Right along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go driving in heels. It's driving in heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host. And on this week's podcast, I'm going to talk directly to Ford Motor Company about America's only pursuit-rated pickup truck, the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 Police Responder. Then I'll talk to AAA Director of Traffic Safety Advocacy and Research, Jake Nelson, about their newly released study on fatal one-way driving crashes. So let's get started with Ford Police Brand Marketing Manager, Greg Ebel. Well, I got to tell you, Greg, I always love talking about police vehicles because you guys deck these things out. And now the F-150, even better than before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me on. And we, we are very excited to talk about the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 Police Responder. And uh, we, have some, we have some great improvements to the to the only pursuit-rated pickup truck in America. And, and, and starting off, we have, we have an improved top speed of 120 miles per hour. And this is something that our, that, that our agency customers have, have requested since the, uh, the initial launch in 2017. And um, a lot of their bid specs require that minimum uh, top speed of 120. And we've delivered that, which in turn delivers them uh, the enhanced uh, pursuit capability that they require. So that's a, that's a big key feature. And also, we have some great improvements to performance and handling of the truck, and that's, um, that's delivered through a new torque on demand 4x4 transfer case. And what, what's great about that is, is we have a new four auto mode, so, so drivers, agencies, uh, whether it's a police officer or a, or a deputy with sheriff, they, they can shift into four auto mode, so you have that automatic 4x4 um, torque being delivered, right? If you're on road or off road. So any condition, it's going to be doing that automatically for you. So really excited about that. And we have some other, other technology improvements and enhancements for 2021. Um, one, one being um, the available police engine idle uh, feature, which, which allows officers to remove the key from ignition, exit the vehicle and lock it securely and still have the power on to support lights, radios, onboard equipment, you know, things of that nature. So a lot of great stuff to talk about. We think our customers are going are to really appreciate this for the new model. Let's, let's talk about um, the engine that you were just talking about, because it has to power so much technology. So, I mean, you had to make major improvements to that to keep up with the police. Yeah, yeah. For the, for the police engine idle, you're exactly right. So we have, we have a dedicated uh, police engineering team. And, and this was a key want because a lot of officers, you know, they come up to a, whether it's a crime scene or they just need to support that equipment. 
right? So um, we delivered that, and, and and that's a key ask. And and all of these features, everything we look at with the with the Ford F one fifty police responder and our police vehicle lineup overall, is there's got to be a purpose to it. So these are these are purpose built features that are that that our customers demand, and then we're excited uh, to start integrating more of these features into the F one fifty police responder. So what changes did you have to make? Because these vehicles go through more than any other type of vehicle. Cause I mean, they're on the road all the time and they're always running. Yeah, 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 exactly. So there's a lot of, there's, there's behind the scenes engineering work, you know, modules being updated. So we're, we're very familiar with, with, with these kinds of features. And I mean, we've, we've been in the law enforcement space essentially um, over 70 years, actually, we launched the first uh, a police package in 1950. So we're 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 very um, in the know, if you will, about you know what agencies need. And and the great thing about the F-150 police responder is you know it's it's serving a different customer. This is a customer that that requires that capability, right? You think you think of towing, you know, you think of you know payload, and in fact, we have the most the most standard towing at 7,000 pounds and available towing at 11,200 pounds out of any pursuit ready vehicle. And, and the payload is, is, is the best as well at 2,030 pounds. So if, if you're a sheriff, if you're, if you're border patrol or just right a state and local, a police department, I mean, you could be, you know, towing, um, towing what a horse trailer or, or, or a mobile, a mobile command center. So, so they have capability and, and it has to live up to that F-150, you know, built for a tough heritage. So, that's what customers expect with the F-150 police responder. But with, with, the, new, with the new truck, I, I think our agency customers are going to really enjoy the increased performance on road, right? Because a lot of agencies, they, you know, they got to use it on road a lot too. So that's, that's, that's the key new thing. And that goes back to the, to the new four automatic setting for the four-wheel drive system, which I, I think our customers are going are gonna to love that in their everyday uh, uh, jobs. I that F-150 has got to be a beast. The fact that it can like tow all of that and still go up to 120 miles an hour and power all the technology still. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And and, it, and again, it goes back to our, you know, our our dedicated team of police engineers, right? You know, working to ensure we, we have unique calibrations, engine, you know, transmission calibrations that are that, that are specific to the duty cycle. Because exactly like you said, it, it, it but it has to adhere to that 120 top speed. And, and in fact, I mean, we have upgrades to the, to the standard 3.5 liter EcoBoost of V6 engine. We have, we have 400 uh, a horsepower and now 500 foot pounds of torque, you know, to give us that, uh, that strong foundation. But um, another, another key element about, about this truck is we have, we have an all new, uh, only, only pursuit rated all-terrain tire. So, it was quite the challenge to develop a tire specific for this truck to withstand the heat at, at those high speeds and still deliver, you know, the, the, the off-road, the all-terrain capability that, that our customers, you know, really expect. So um, our, our team was up for the challenge and, and, and we couldn't be more excited to deliver the overall, you know, product this year. Greg, I think you sold me on it. What do I have to do? Show a badge to get one? How do I get one? Yeah, so so you'd have to you can go to fordfordpolicevehicles.com to get more information, but um, you'd have to you know work through a dealer. Um, you know these are these are sold to governments with a you, you know we can't just sell you know purpose built you know police truck uh, you know you know pickup truck to any 
daddy retail customer because it because it serves a purpose and we want to make sure that you know it's it's in the hands of the you know of, of the customers that you really have a, have a need for but yeah we're, we're we're opening up ordering here um you know march 17th and and it, and it's it's perfect timing because a, a, a lot of state local governments start ordering more because their fiscal year ends in july so march through june it's a really heavy heavy cycle so we're excited to open up the ordering here come march 17th did you have to make any changes to like the frame or the the metal composite or anything like that in order to get that 120 miles an hour speed? Yeah, we we, we didn't have to adjust anything on the frame itself because it was already such a tough and durable you know pickup truck. You know, we 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 used the shell in the existing infrastructure, which was great. So it was a lot of unique. Um, we have a a heavy duty with stabilizer bar. We have a we have a standard FX4 package as well, which you know, provides the electronic a, a locking axle. We have skid plates underneath and heavy duty suspension for that you know true off road capability, which our agencies need. But yeah, a, lo- a lot of elements went into it, but we already had such a such a strong foundation built already in the in the built for tough F150. So so it made it made our jobs a little bit easier. You know, I'm curious. Um, I don't need an exact stat or anything, but I'm curious of how many law enforcement agencies use a, an F-150 or a truck versus an SUV or a sedan. Yeah, we, we we don't have any you know metrics to share, but I but I will say that um, a lot of agencies are taking you know a stronger look at the at the Ford F-150 police responder. Just you know. I mean, already knowing that it's a, it's such a capable vehicle on and off road, but um, an, another key reason why they're taking another look is 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 the interior space. So so in this vehicle, it comes standard the Ford F one hundred and fifty police responder with a with a standard super crew configuration and a five and a half foot box, and a lot of officers. I mean, they 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 want space. I mean, this is this is their office, right? So we we, we offer the most. Uh, the most interior passenger volume out of out of any pursuit rated a vehicle, um, so that's another reason that you know they're taking a strong look at at the F one hundred and fifty and 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 the interior is purpose built. We have we have new um, we have a new dark a heavy duty police grade cloth interior uh, with with, with trim down bolsters which which allow us for easy uh, ingress egress when officers are wearing the full duty belt right. So you're sitting in there, you have you know your tools and your and your weapon on you. So, you know, we, th- those are the sorts of things that we look at just to ensure that it's, it's, it's going to work for our customers every day. I'm curious if you had to do anything with like the, the cooling system, because with all that, you know, technology and electronics working in the cab, I mean, that's got to really heat it up on that officer. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, for the, for the, for the high heats that you come off of the engine in these, in these high performance you know, situations, we have, we, we do have had to do the cooling. So, some but some engineering work was already done there um but yeah we utilize that you know for the unique uh what duty cycle but 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 again overall i mean this 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 truck is built built for the really heavy duty applications and we you know, you know we had to uniquely calibrate it for ours but uh, we think we think uh you know the product that we've delivered is 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 going to do the job and more i'm curious what the um what it runs like msrp wise Oh, we don't have pricing released yet. That's going to come on the on the seventeenth. But yeah, pricing will be announced on on March seventeenth. 
But um, just just to keep in mind that a lot of agencies they'll uh, they'll competitively you know spec their bids to multiple dealers, so it's it's going to vary. Okay, Greg. So you're not going to sell me one directly, but can I get it in you know um, aftermarket? Yeah, we 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 don't um, you know a, a lot of agencies will will, uh, will will sell vehicles, but at that point they're uh, they're decommissioned for some of the lighting, you know, sirens, you know, things of that nature, but. But but the vehicle itself, right? You're going to have the powertrain. You're going to have the truck itself. So um, I would, yeah. I'll, I'll, let's see. I'll, I'll see where that nets out afterwards. <laughs> because I'm thinking that's that's a cool truck to have. <laughs> it is. It, it 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 is a cool truck. I mean, and you see, you know, you see, you know, uh, with decommissioned vehicles on the road, and you may, oh, is that an officer or not? But yeah, that 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 does happen. <laughs> yeah, I always hate that too because then you have to slam <laughs> on the brakes. <laughs> So any other new tech that you would like to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about a couple new technologies, uh, one, one being our SYNC 4. So we, we offer the a SYNC 4 connectivity standard with, with an 8-inch touchscreen as standard content. And we've an upgraded 4-inch uh, productivity you know, screen in the, in the instrument cluster as well. And the great thing about this is it provides um, over-the-air updates, you know, software updates. So Right. If it's there's no need, you know, it's it's going to help with unplanned maintenance. Right. You can update it from the vehicle. So um, that's a new technology. And, and another another key feature that, that we're carrying over from, from the from the previous gen is we have uh, we have a fleet telemax modem, which is standard, which enables the, the available afford police telematics. And, th and that's a great tool for fleet managers to monitor, you know, monitor their fleets, optimize costs. It can help improve in driver behavior if there's harsh, you know, braking or or harsh accelerations. Obviously, that comes with the duty cycle. But, but you know, some of those things, you know, fleet manager, uh, fleet manager can keep an eye on and, and improve it over time. So, yeah, not only do you know do we have that purpose built content, yeah, but we have we have some great technology with this uh, with the new product as well. I mean, since these F one fifties are put to the test, I'm assuming they don't last as long in the field. Um, no, these, I mean, these, these vehicles are, are tried and true. And I mean, we've heard, we've heard nothing but great feedback. I mean, these things, these things are built to withstand the most uh, severe duty, heavy duty applications. And we, you know, we do, we, we do a specific police testing. Uh, we, um, we, um, we, we, we work with, there's, there's Michigan State Police and Los Angeles Sheriff's County OEM testing that we, that we participate in. So, yeah, we make sure that you know these vehicles are, are designed specifically for the for the law enforcement duty cycle. So now, yeah, we we check all the boxes there. Now, Greg, have you driven it? I, I have not driven this one yet because we're still in our development phase. But yeah, hopefully at some point I will get it because it's always great, right, to drive and see the product that you've worked for so many years prior to you know see it come to fruition. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm real excited when that when that time comes for sure. I, I definitely want to see you take it out on the tollway. Oh, geez, yeah, that yeah, that would be something. I'll I'll definitely get some looks. Yeah, that's for, oh, that's for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Greg, I know you have these interviews back to back, so I don't want to overstay my welcome. Is there anything else you'd like to add that you know I forgot? No, I I think we covered a lot, but just yeah, just wanted to reiterate that you know these 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 improvements to uh, to America's only preservative pickup truck, the F one hundred and fifty, a police responder, 
that we think are, are going to be well received and really serve a, serve a really strong purpose uh, for our customers. So yeah, thanks again for having me, Laura. I really appreciate it. Thank you again to Greg Ebel for joining us. When we return, we'll hear from AAA about a newly released study showing that fatal wrong-way driving crashes have increased 34% since 2014. Yeah, it's a scary stat. AAA Director of Traffic Safety Advocacy and Research, Jake Nelson, next on Driving in Heels. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/siriusxm. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... <laughs> the charcoal mess! Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. And in this segment, I'm talking to AAA Director of Traffic Safety Advocacy and Research, Jake Nelson. Wrongly driving fatality accidents are on the rise. We'll discuss who is at risk, and what you should do if you encounter a wrong way driver. So I was just, when this um, information came out, I've got to tell you that this actually happened to me um, about wrong way driving. And I was commuting home from work and I was headed westbound on a tollway. And there was an older lady going eastbound on the tollway. And, you know, you're just, at first you're just like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. And then my second thought was, how did she get up the ramp that way? You know, <laughs> but I ended up calling 911 um, to, to help get, you know, police there because I mean, as I'm driving past, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this next car is going to hit her. Oh my gosh, this next car is going to hit her. And, you know, luckily she wasn't injured, but this new study really spoke to me. Can you tell us a little bit about the study? 
Yeah, I would be happy to. And I'm glad that you you made it home unscathed. That is reassuring. Um, you know, the, the National Transportation Safety Board looked at the federal crash statistics, you know, several years ago to understand more about uh, this issue. There had been some, you know, a, a, a short number, of, a list of, of high profile wrong way driving crashes that they had investigated. And so decided to look more closely at what the contributing factors were and to identify some recommendations to help mitigate these kinds of crashes. You know, wrong way driving crashes are often fatal because they usually involve a head-on collision, which as you know, are the most fatal crashes. And so um, while they are few in number as compared to the overall number of highway crashes that happen overall, they're almost always fatal. Uh, and so that's why we pay special attention to them. And, um, you know, the, the contributing factors to these kinds of, of deadly crashes uh, are the same in our study as were identified by the National Transportation Safety Board several years ago. So it's substance impaired drivers and um, it's being an older driver as a risk factor. Um, and, you know, drivers traveling without passengers, also a contributing factor. Um, and all of these things make sense, right? So uh, if you're impaired behind the wheel, you, you're, not, you're not thinking clearly, you can't even see clearly, depending on how impaired you are. And so it's no surprise that uh, being an impaired driver could lead to you going the wrong way and an entrance ramp into a uh, divided highway. Um, being an older driver has to do with um, you know, visibility issues you know, vision issues and cog cognitive ability, just our mental health. Uh, and that's not a function of how many birthdays we've had, of course, but it's, you know, we, we all will encounter cognitive decline at different points as we age. Um, but for some people who are experiencing cognitive decline, uh, again, not a surprise that there would be confusion or you wouldn't see the sign or you misinterpret a sign and end up going the wrong way uh, down the road. And then of course, you know, driving alone. It's just that you don't have a passenger in your car who can also monitor the driving environment and see something that you may have missed. Like you're, you're about to enter the wrong ramp uh, onto this highway. So um, no, no big shocker about what the contributing factors are. I think what alarms us at AAA is that um, the problem has become worse today is compared to when the NTSB took a deep dive into the data several years ago, about 35% worse. Um, and so that, that's alarming. And it's just a nice reminder that the kinds of countermeasures uh, that were identified before, uh, which I'm happy to talk to you more about in a minute, um, are still just as relevant and are still ways that we can help to mitigate these crashes before they even, before they even occur. So that is news on, on the safety front. Yeah, that is just shocking that they're up 35%. I mean, that number is astounding to me. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, I was curious to hear your story, uh, your personal experience with a wrong way driver. And I was, I was curious how you got around it. You know, what did you do as a driver to evade, uh, the driver going down the wrong, the wrong road, uh, the wrong way down the road. Just curious because, you know, uh, we have some tips for consumers as well, oh. <laughs> uh, what to do if they, if they encounter a, a, a wrong way driver. Yeah, I actually, well, like I said, at first I was shocked to see somebody going the wrong way. And she luckily was driving very slow. 
um, I immediately put on my brakes and slowed down and was looking around myself so that I could try to get, you know, off to the shoulder too, because I'm thinking, okay, she's either going to get hit or I'm going to get rear-ended because it's a tollway. So everyone's driving, you know, crazy speeds, you know, so that's, that's what I did. And then I immediately reached for my phone and dialed 911 from there and tried to, you know, help the officers get there. So that's what I did. I, I hit the brakes and then tried to get to the, you know, shoulder. Yeah, no, that's smart, Laura. I'm glad to hear that that's what you did. And, and our advice to motorists who might encounter a wrong way driver is very similar. And so we don't recommend that, that folks slam on the brakes, but definitely take your foot off the brake to reduce your speed and, and be aware of your surroundings and, and kind of pump the brakes to slow down a little bit, depending on your, your environment. And you want to get as far right as possible, even if there's not a, a shoulder um, so that you can, you know, get out of the way. If you think about it, uh, a driver going the wrong way down um, the road is going to think that they're traveling in the right direction. Right. So you want to stay to the right, always okay. stay to the right, okay. because that'll, that'll, you know, increase the odds that you will pass and not strike uh, head on that wrong way driver. So always slow down, move over to the right, stay as far right as you can. And just like you did, you want, once you get to a safe place and you can stop and call 911 and notify authorities of what you saw, that'll reduce the odds that that individual will injure or kill other motorists on the road. So good job on, on your part. <laughs> Thank you. I finally did a good driving <laughs> tip. <laughs> I'm, that's interesting though, that um, you say that the other driver who's going in the wrong direction with all the other cars coming at them thinks they're in the correct, you know, that they're, they're in the right. Yeah. Especially at night because visibility isn't the same. And um, if you're impaired or you're an older driver driving at night, visibility is an issue for you anyway. Um, and you're going to make the assumption that you're going the right way uh, and you won't see other motorists necessarily as soon as you would otherwise. So uh, given that impaired driving is the, the single most significant contributing factor to wrong way driving crashes, then it's no surprise that most of them happen when the greatest number of impaired drivers are out on the road, so nights and weekends. Um, so that's when to be most cautious of it uh, and to always, you know, try to look as far ahead and on the roadway as possible, not just the car or two ahead of you so that you can spot that um, if it's something that, that you might encounter. And, and why do you suggest going to the right as opposed to going to the left? Oh, so going to the right, because if the other driver is assuming that they're traveling, uh, oh, on the yeah. road, you want to pass them, not strike them head on. So oh, gotcha. it's, no guarantee, it's yeah. no guarantee, but it will, you know, it'll increase the odds that you pass and do not strike a wrong way driver, assuming that they think they're going the right way as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is such great advice. I, I so appreciate it. Uh, you being on the show today. So were there any surprises in the report? I mean, I've, I've got to, again, mention 35% increase. What do we attribute to that? Uh, you know, we don't know what the, what the, the cause for the increase is. Um, you know, one, I think reasonable assumption that we can make, uh, though not prove is that um, you know, when the National Transportation Safety Board issued their report and recommendations several years ago, uh, not all of those recommendations were answered by road authorities across the country and different federal agencies and law enforcement agencies uh, to whom the, the recommendations applied. And so some of them were, but there's more work to be done. And I think it's reasonable 
to assume that if more if more organizations had you know followed the recommendations issued to them by the National Transportation Safety Board at the time, um, that we would have seen a drop rather than an increase. And so, you know, some of those those recommendations are uh, you know laws like all all offender alcohol ignition interlock laws. And so not all states have those laws. And so, um, you know, this is the sort of the breathalyzer built into your car that you have to provide a, a clean alcohol-free breath sample before your vehicle will start. Um, you know, AAA and, and the NTSB and many other safety organizations recommend that um, even if, if it's the first time you've been convicted of impaired driving, uh, that you should still be required to install an alcohol ignition interlock on your vehicle. Um, these these uh, devices have been proven effective that while installed can dramatically reduce the likelihood of impaired driving during that period of time. Um, in, in many states, these are, are uh, devices that are only required for repeat or high BAC offenders. And the problem with that is the average person convicted for the very first time of alcohol impaired driving has actually driven impaired by alcohol on average 88 times before. So their first, their first time convicted, not first time offenders. And that's something that we all need to keep in mind. So, you know, that, that is uh, uh, one recommendation where I think that there's a lot of opportunity to, uh, for more states to, to enact that, that legislation. Um, you know, other things that the NTSB has recommended that AAA supports uh, relative to wrong way driving prevention um, uh, would include um, you know, alcohol detection technology built into the vehicle, sort of making the car the cure. Um, and so there are uh, more than one technology uh, out there now that is being worked on, but, you know, this is more of a countermeasure for the future, that if there's a way uh, for uh, all, all new vehicles as standard equipment to uh, not let the vehicle start um, unless you're alcohol-free or your alcohol level is below the legal limit, uh, that the vehicle won't start. And that can be done just using ambient air collected without you having to do anything special or, you know, through the skin when you touch the steering wheel. Uh, so both of those ways of collecting that information is being studied now. And, you know, I think we're a little ways off from that becoming reality, but it's an, an innovative way to make the car the cure for impaired driving. And then there's the more logistical infrastructure related countermeasures like, you know, better, bigger, easier to read signage, uh, the way that roads are built to make it really hard for you to mistake uh, an exit ramp for an entry ramp, uh, those kinds of things. And, you know, those tend to be more, uh, the road infrastructure projects tend to be more costly and are things that that state and local governments can pursue if they're already going to rehab a road, but the signage and better lighting and signage, those are, are much more affordable and things that can be implemented tomorrow. So what obstacles are you guys hitting, you know, that are avoiding some of these things being initiated? Um, wow, well, it depends on the countermeasures, right? Um, on, on the alcohol impaired driving side, sort of like alcohol ignition interlocks, um, you know, I think it's, it's about level setting with policymakers, with legislators, why requiring them for all offenders, including those convicted of the very first time, rather than high BAC or repeat offenders is the way to go. Uh, some folks just don't get it. And it's not that they don't want to, uh, that they just don't understand the data. And so we have some more work there in terms of educating legislators to help them understand why this is 
the better way to prevent um, you know, deadly traffic crashes before they occur, um, rather than requiring it for people who've already committed this crime multiple times before. Um, and then on the infrastructure side, you know, I don't think that wrong way driving crashes is top of mind for people, for motorists in general, for lawmakers, for road authorities. Uh, like I said before, it's a, a relatively small number of crashes overall, but they, they're almost always fatal or deadly. Um, and so that's from a public health point of view, why AAA cares and why we're investing in this, you know, trying to see change in this direction on this issue, uh, especially because of the contributing factors of impaired driving, which is a, a big priority for AAA, preventing impaired driving, and then you know uh, protecting older road users. And if you know being an older medically at risk driver is a risk factor for what we know is a, a very deadly kind of crash, um, these are our members, and we want to invest in policies and practices that help keep them safer out on the road and to improve the safety of those who travel the roads with them. Are you getting any pushback from like manufacturers or maybe just even drivers themselves about putting safety features in the car that would prevent the car from starting if it detects high levels of alcohol? Um, I mean, uh, making the car the cure where it's sort of standard equipment, we're not there yet. And so it's not really about pushback from automakers at this point. Uh, I think that the technology needs more work and there's a massive education effort that's required to educate consumers to build support for this technology. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but even when seatbelts first came out, there was huge public backlash for uh, having to buckle up and um, you know on every every ride. And uh, you know while overall as a nation we have safety belt use rates of 90% or more, depending on where you are in the country, there is this resistant 10% of the population that just will not use their safety belt. Um, and I expect that that we'll see something similar with, you know, that kind of technology, making the car the cure, um, concerns around not being able to, you know, get where you need to go because you've had a glass of wine at dinner. Um, and to be clear, the technology isn't going to prevent you from driving in that that circumstance, but um, it, it's more about preventing illegal driving. And if you've had enough wine or beer with dinner that you are at or above the legal limit, then you shouldn't be driving anyway. Uh, and we really shouldn't be having that argument. It's against the law. It could cost a life um, and it's simply not worth it. You know, it, I'm currently driving a car that if you don't have the seatbelt buckled, it won't go into, you know, drive. So I, I can totally see this down the road where you're going to have something where if it detects a high level of alcohol, it's just not going to work. And like for me, at first it was annoying. It's like, ugh, I'm just going to the mailbox, you know, just drive, <laughs> you know, but, I, you know, now I'm used to it. It's like, all right, I'm going to the mailbox. I'll put on my seatbelt. Yeah. I mean, sometimes technology solutions to problems can help build very positive habits. And in this case, you know, uh, in the case you mentioned with the sa safety belts, buckling up each and every ride before you, you know, move the, the vehicle shifter out of park is a good habit to have, uh, even if you're just going to the mailbox, because, uh, you know, if you're not and you forget, then, you know, you, you're eliminating a countermeasure that can reduce the risk of dying in a traffic crash, even one that you don't cause by 50%. So good habits are, are worth developing. 
Jacob, I don't ever want you to be a passenger in my car. I'm afraid you know, I would scare you. <laughs> not at all. Uh, and I'm not perfect. I am a work in progress, just like everybody else. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to add, Jacob? This, this study is just fascinating to me and it, in a sad way, knowing that it has increased 35% since the last study of wrong way drivers. And then the shocking st uh, statistic that you gave about how the first conviction is probably the 89th time that they have driven impaired. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd say close, closing remarks uh, for your, your listeners is just to know that that AAA, other safety organizations like Mothers Against Drunk Driving and the National Transportation Safety Board are out there. Uh, advocating for laws and countermeasures that can help prevent these kinds of crashes and impaired driving generally. Um, and then, you know, more importantly for your listeners to remember that if you ever encounter uh, a wrong way driver, uh, what you can do to protect yourself and whoever else is traveling with you in your car, um, you know, slow down uh, and move to the right, uh, even if there's not a, a, a shoulder uh, on the road that you're traveling. And once you find a safe place to stop to call 911 and, and report the wrong way driver to help save other lives. So uh, exactly what you did, leading by example. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, if, if anyone wants to read the study, can we find it on your website? Yeah, you can go to uh, AAAnewsroom.com uh, and uh, it'll be in the top line banner uh, rotating. You can just click on uh, that banner and read the news release and download the report. It's available to everyone, regardless of whether or not you're a AAA member. Oh, that's terrific. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I always enjoy it. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And Andrew, thank you so much for setting this up. I really appreciate you. I was here lurking away. <laughs> You know, it, I just wanted to, I wanted to note, it was interesting that you had a personal story because I did an interview here in uh, Northern Virginia today, just this morning, and the woman interviewing me had had a close friend killed by a wrong way driver on a divided highway, and the driver survived. Uh, they were drunk. They lived. Her friend died. And so it's interesting how while these are relatively rare, it, people have seen this and they've experienced this. So it's you know, it's maybe not as rare as we think. Wow, that yeah. that is horrible. And I think, and this crash was, I, I gather, some time ago, maybe fifteen years ago, but it was topmost in her mind. So it yeah, was like I mean, she had she had details and everything. Yeah. I think we got to remember our our report and the NTSB's older report looked at at fatal crashes that involved a wrongly driver. And so that's not including all the wrong way driving episodes that didn't result in a fatality, because those are the only data that we have. We have federal crash statistics where one or more people died in that crash. Oh. So even if there was a crash, if no one died, we don't have access to those data. And so I, I, I do believe that wrong way driving itself is more common than we think. Crashes that involve a wrong way drive wrong way driver are more common than what the data we have access to suggests, because again, we're only looking at those where one or more people died. Is there any typical type of road that, you know, is more, this is more common on? I mean, I'm like, I was on a tollway, you know, um, is it freeways or is it, you know, no, divided highways, divided highways? Yeah. So, I mean, if there's an entrance exit ramp situation, that's usually where things go awry. Oh, that is just, that is scary. 
This is very scary. I I feel like I learned so much every time I talk to you guys. I really do. So that's good. That means we're doing a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again to Jake Nelson for being on Driving in Heels. You know, every week I talk directly to the manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight facts from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.